1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, it's Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Oh, no, no. No. We're not doing your whole YouTube reference thing? No, I was just trying to be peppy. Is that what you call it? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I was trying to make some ears bleed out there. I guess I don't know. I didn't try it. I apologize, Fish. I mean, I didn't right. need to... but if you're in Toronto, Los Angeles, or Boston, not real peppy after the three game sevens in the NHL last. No, night if you, especially if you're in Toronto, I would. think yeah, that you of, would of be, all uh, of them, that's that would be the worst. I think you'd kind of be. Uh, all you have left. To, all, all, all you have left to look forward to now is the Mark Hoke show. Well, a lot of us. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners up in Ontario. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, sorry, guys. But instead, we're, we're a good consolation. Look, some poutine. You know, some oh, yeah. Oh, and, that's that, yeah. that's, you know, that's and, that and, fry thing, and, right? And the, and the Mark Hoke show. You'll be all right. We promise. And some Molson. It'll be okay. Lots it, of Molson. Yeah, that's what I said. Or Labatt's. Yeah, Labatt's. A couple of Labatt's blues. You're good. Yeah. Go to Tim Hortons for the donuts. So, some Canadian Windsor. A. Yeah. Just say sorry a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully they, we don't just uh, lose all our downloads. We need to alienate the, uh, all of our Toronto folks. Yes. <laughs> this is the Mark Oak Show, the number one professional wrestling show in Las Vegas. I am Mark Oak, the aforementioned one. And Andrew Fish Fane right is here. in attendance. We're missing Joe DeFalco this morning. He did the show with me. That special Saturday edition last night, which is up. The podcast is available on MarkHokeShow.podbean.com. But it's a uh, must listen if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, Joe's uh, Joe may be uh, in slumber mode because you never know what Joe's going to say. Yeah, that is true. But uh, I do have to compliment you on the Orioles jersey. Nice. To I, see I, your... I did wear it in in your honor. It is a Tejada jersey though, which didn't end well. No, but it's still Orioles. I, yeah. I have a Brian Roberts jersey. I just decided to go to hottest. B Rob's a good dude, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I think it was better than a Sixers jersey. <sighs> you know, it's funny, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to mention this real fast. I was screaming 6-6-6-6-6-6-6, you know, thing for the Sixers who were going to win the series in yes, six. Yes, that's exactly what I'm bombed out. But on the record, at the beginning of the series with Ken on SportsX Radio, which Fish co-hosts on Monday nights here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m., you know what my prediction was? Miami and six. Yeah. See what happens when you go back on your word? Well, you know, I'm still a Sixers fan at heart. Yeah, so it, but it... it the, I want to talk be about wrong. it now because we're talking about it tomorrow. All I'm going to say is the reason you lost is two words, James Harden. All right, next. Thanks. All right, let's talk some wrestling. You know, Fish, I got to say, 
we actually had a good week of wrestling this week. It's it's all around. But it's bizarre to say, but yes, we did. I was I, I was watching good in ring action. Has the WWE creative turned a corner, or, no. is, this, or is this just a one-off? No, this is a one-off. Okay, fair <laughs> they, enough. They got lucky. They got lucky. Fair enough. But, you know, obviously we get to start off the week. We start off the week on Sunday night with WrestleMania Backlash. Which, surprisingly, was a very small card. Yeah, but it was good. It was a very good card, absolutely. I, I, I have to say that... I wish all the matches on WrestleMania Backlash, you know, those those mat, that match quality on Backlash would have been as good as, or it was as WrestleMania. WrestleMania for his, for was his not, namesake. Yeah, no, exactly. It was, it, I, you know, it was funny because we were, you know, I was even saying on last week's show, even the, the Happy Corbin Madcap Moss match was probably going to be a decent match. It was the worst match of the night, and it was a good match. And it was a good match. Absolutely. I mean, I had absolutely no complaints about this card. No, and we predicted, I think, everyone correctly. I think the only one I got wrong, I think I maybe got the main event wrong. I thought that Drew McIntyre was going to pin one of the bloodline and therefore get his claim to be a, have a world title shot. No, that's because you're wrong a lot. But, you know, it's okay. But we, I mean, even down to the fact that Someone other than Damian Priest would come down and interfere, and a new mm-hmm. Judgment Day member would be it would be announced. Yeah. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, we had this one, um, but just to break that card down, uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins kicked it off with a match that was even better than the WrestleMania match. Absolutely. So, can Cody and, Rhodes getting the win? And I would say, and WWE did the right thing without having a fifty-fifty booking. The only thing I'm afraid of now is the next premium live event is Hell in a Cell. And I don't need to see them battling Hell in a Cell now. Well, unfortunately, they spoiled it on Raw the next night. and I, 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 you know, I'll get into that in a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to ruin, ruin the euphoria of Backlash. Okay, keep going. Omos and Bobby Lashley. Better match than I expected. Shockingly better match than I could have imagined. I thought this could have been the burial of Bobby Lashley because he was going to lose to somebody that can't wrestle, but almost actually did a decent job. He did, and MVP in his corner really helps. Yes, it did. Because remember, MVP wasn't in his corner for WrestleMania, which is apparently the impetus for MVP being in his corner now, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, MVP is certainly proving to be a valuable asset. Yeah, and the fact that the monster that almost is doesn't need a guy like that in his corner but needs a guy like that in his corner is pretty cool. You know, and it worked and, out well. And it's too bad Joe's not here because one thing I wanted to ask him about, and, and you know, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit, is WWE had really gotten away from having managers. But as we're seeing, you look at the uh, the Roman Reigns bloodline, that doesn't happen without Paul Heyman. Correct. Now we're looking at another example here with MVP, who really. Before they wrecked the Hurt Business, which was Bobby Lashley and um, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander and, and Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin, which was the hottest thing on Raw for a while, you know, he MVP came in and turned that thing into something really special. And now, all of a sudden, you put MVP with almost and almost looks presentable. Yeah. And, I, I, my, and one of the things I love about it, I love what they're doing with Cedric Alexander trying to get curry favor with MVP. 
Yeah, and and I think it's 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 interesting to see when you have managers and you and you think about all the great ones. Uh, a lot of times, managers were either a used to cover up the the weaknesses, shall we say, of wrestlers who maybe weren't very good on the microphone. Under the giant. Well, Bobby the Brain Heaton was a perfect manager for him when he went heel. Well, yeah, but well, I think he would fall in the second category though, because the second category is their heat magnets. So not only you do you have somebody who is already you a wrestler that you hate, but now you bring in someone who can magnify that heat and make it white hot. And, and you know who I don't think gets enough credit for that as a manager. Because especially because he became a kind of a face manager was Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, absolutely. God, everybody hated him when he was because he became a face manager when he when he took over for with Hogan and became Hogan's running buddy or whatever. Yeah. But when he was you know the honky tonk man's manager or the original Hart Foundation and, and you oh, absolutely take it back to Memphis when he was messing with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, for you all those absolutely years. could not stand oh, the man. Oh God. And you think about guys like J.J. Dillon, and, oh, J.J. Dillon was a nightmare to deal with. Oh, absolutely. Bob, Bobby and, Heenan. And, and, then, and, and see, and you, had the, and you had the next level of managers, guys like Slick and Harvey Whippleman, and who just, th- see, those guys to me had no business being there. They, you know, th- those they weren't on the same level as the Heenans, the Hearts. Freddie Blassie is another Classy one. Classy Freddie, oh, yeah. Pets on that geek. Yeah. Man. Love the guy though, but what he was a terrific wrestler too. But uh, but obviously this is this to me should be a sign to WWE that a manager, if you use them properly, should be involved, and you should have and, more of them. And that's the key, though, if you use them properly. Right. You, if you start overusing managers again, they become completely worthless. Right. And, like, sometimes a valet, even Zelina, when she was with Andrade. Was, oh, she was she terrific. Was perfect, absolutely perfect. But you don't want to overuse a manager and have all of a sudden a manager be with people that don't necessarily need one or aren't at a high enough level to have a manager. But almost as perfect because... He's still a monster. Having MVP doesn't make him any less of a monster. It just makes him a better wrestler. Yeah, you think of like Jim Cornette, uh, you know, with the Midnight Express, you know, and, and when he had Big Bubba Rogers come in, you know, when Rogers started wrestling, of course, he became the big boss man. Boy, was he an asset to Rogers. You know, it, it's a, a guy like that can really do something special and take a feud to a new level. And I don't know if managers get enough credit for what they do. Because you're absolutely right. Bobby Heenan took a guy like Big John Studd, who by himself probably would have been nothing, well, but became one of the most hated wrestlers in the world because he was with Bobby Heenan. Well, and one thing that, that people forget about managers as well is they're they're not in the... I mean, they're involved in the match, but they're not in the match. So they can see things that are going on. And then a lot of times when they were out on the road for 200 matches a night... They would be able to put things together that and see things that the other guys maybe didn't see while they were in there. It was like it was like you had a, a, a somebody videoing a match without actually having video. Right, because because sometimes the wrestlers can't see the forest for the trees. They're right. in they're in the middle of it. The manager can see the whole picture. Right. So he's also there to rescue somebody if someone gets hurt or if something goes wrong. 
<laughs> or they have to occasionally rescue the manager. Exactly. Which happened to Cornette a few times. But anyway, so now we'll see how that turns out. Um, Edge and AJ Styles, pretty good match. Uh, well played with the AJ Styles shoulder thing. And then, of course, predictable ending. Even though, But the funny thing is, even though it was predictable, it was done. It was still done well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you would expect that from these two. And then, of course, there was outside interference. So we had Damien Priest barred from ringside, but he kind of... He he stopped at the line, which I thought was stupid. That, that was kind of funny. That, that, that I didn't was need, bad. but they they didn't need that whole thing. But then someone came in and a hooded figure, a hooded figure, and that hooded figure, go figure, was Rhea Ripley, and I'm I am pumped up about that. I'm so happy for her that she's going to get that kind of an opportunity to work with those guys. She will learn a lot. Oh. You working with not even working with Damian Priest necessarily. And that's not a knock on Priest, but working with Edge. Edge. Oh, she'll learn a lot about ring psychology and learn how to tell a story in the ring. Absolutely. So I think that's terrific that she's going to be part of the Judgment Day stable. I wish they could only change the name. I know. I just wish they'd do that. But yeah, what are you going to do? Um, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, and. I was Joe and I were talking a little bit about this match when we were we kind of had a general discussion about ring psychology, but boy, I'll tell you what, harken back to the Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard I Quit match back in the eighties, which is the one that everybody still talks about. It's the about. standard bearer. This was close. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not as not bloody like that one, but. I got to tell you that these the two anguish and uh, anguish isn't even the right word the 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 animosity between the two they they were there at WrestleMania that you, you saw that really coming through and then they fine tuned it for this match and if you haven't seen it I would recommend going back and watching that's this one. definitely it a match of the year candidate it was terrific it was I mean, absolutely we're only terrific. amazed we have a long way to go. And uh, the storyline broke Charlotte Flair's arm. She's going to be taking some time off, not because of the arm, but uh, she's, marrying Andrade. She's going to be breaking beds, and not arms, because <laughs> she and Andrade are getting this, hitched. So congratulations! This was to, to I them. quit matches. What the uh, the Dudleys, Hardys, and Edge and Christian were the ladder matches because the the ladder match everyone goes by is Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, and the closest would be the one when Edge speared Jeff Hardy off the top of the ladder. Mm. This is that version of that. It was really good. It really was. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So if you get a chance, go back and see it. You will and, be glad you did. And even when you watch, one of my favorite moves was Charlotte putting uh, Ronda in the, the bank statement on the, the metal railing. Because that's what exactly what happened to Charlotte from Sasha Banks when Sasha Banks won the title from her. Because she had her in that exact same mm-hmm. pl- in that exact same position. There were some painful positions. Yeah. yeah to <laughs> say the least. Not something you want to do on a Saturday night. No. I mean, yeah, well, maybe with Charlotte. It, well, maybe it is Las Vegas. You never know. Uh, Madcap Moss beats Happy Corbin. Don't really care to a point, but it was, a, but it was a solid match. Yes, solid match. Both, good. and and I really think that um, that Corbin just doesn't get the due that he deserves in the ring, and and that's not know, his. After, fault. They've done it with the by the way they've made his character. character yeah. The Lone Wolf character I thought was fantastic. Yeah. They, they never needed to change that. Yeah, whatever he whatever he did backstage, it made everybody mad when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase a few years ago, and then ended up having his plans get scrapped in a matter of minutes. Uh, you know, then he went to. You know, we had the Happy Corbin thing. We had the Raw General Manager thing and all that. Uh, constable Corbin, yeah. Yes, the Constable. Um, yeah, just, I feel I feel for the dude. 
because he is a pretty talented guy. And he's a good worker. He is. He is. His work rate, I would imagine, is probably pretty high. Yeah. So so we'll see where those two end up going. Uh, and, of course, the final match of the night. See, you know, I, I still think Ronda and Charlotte should have been the main event. But this one turned out to be a pretty darned good one. The Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos, taking on Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. And the Bloodline wins this one. The only thing I don't like is Riddle is taking too many of the pins for the for the team. Yeah, but the problem is who who is going to take the fall in a match like no, that? No, I know, but Riddle seems to take the pin every time. Whether when they lose, whether when there is an eight, whether it's eight man, six man, or just the two of them, and when they lose, it always seems to be Riddle that ends up taking the pin. Well, right now, I don't think if if that team was going to lose, I don't. You don't want to put a loss on McIntyre. Because they are building to him taking on Roman Reigns at that, uh, what is the, the the card of the castle or whatever That's they're not until it. September. They can't, yeah, but the, they can't hold off until September, can they? Yeah, well, it's WWE. But that's the... Don't you have to have a, a WWE championship at SummerSlam at least? Well, who knows what they're going to do with that. But, but that, is, from what I understand, is the planned main event at in Cardiff. Because um, it's already been noted that... Reigns is not going to defend at Hell in a Cell. Yes. Which means that'll be back-to-back live pay-per-views where the, the, the top belt is not being defended. That's a problem. I'm sure Reigns will be at SummerSlam, so we'll we'll see what but that But having happens. him not—but he's got—I mean, that means he's not going to be at Money in the Bank, so you're going to have three back-to-back-to-back premium live events where you're not defending the World, the I world can't, Championship belt? Well, I can't, I can't imagine he won't be at Money in the Bank either. That would be—I mean, you're at Allegiant Stadium? He's got to be at Money in the Bank. One would think, but, I, you know, you, can't, you shouldn't have him miss two— the World Championship should be, should be defended at every single premium live event. Should. Should. But we're now in Brock Lesnar, Lesnar land on that, and we're going to talk about that too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, but you don't want to you don't want to have Randy Orton take that fall. You, no, but aren't you doing, aren't you kind of ruining, I mean, because and I know we're going to get to SmackDown. I guess what happened on SmackDown kind of makes up for it. Yeah, to a point. So, yeah, but the bloodline escapes that one, and you know now we're going to be headed now because it's now on SmackDown. They've announced that we are going to have the tag team title unification match coming up here on next on, on SmackDown next week. Okay, Which, I I don't know what they were doing there. All right. Whatever, all good. Something's going to happen to cancel that bout too, though. I would imagine you can't. <laughs> I mean, that's a premium live event bout. That's not a. It's not a well, a, a SmackDown. Why bout. not? That that should be the main event. Of Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's my point. Everybody's excited about this. So I don't, so I don't know. I don't and know. so what's going to happen is one of the two teams is going to win or lose via disqualification. Yeah, which means you're not going to be able to re- unify the belt, so they're going to have to have the rematch at Hell in a Cell. Hopefully, but yeah. So that was WrestleMania Backlash. Overall, great card. Probably one of my favorites. I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I would, you know, unlike some. WWE events we've seen over the past six months, I'd actually say go back and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't see it. So, there you go. Then Raw, of course, they tried to screw everything up. <laughs> go figure. But, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes comes back and for some reason, two matches in and they're putting him in a U.S. title match with Theory and Seth Rollins screws him over. So now we may get another match with Seth Rollins. And look, I get your yeah, you're trying to milk that cow, but but you I think, can't have I think Cody lose. Right. You can't. Yeah, have, I don't. You don't want Cody to lose. I mean, Cody have, is, and you can't have Seth lose to the guy three times. 
yeah, it's bad for everybody. So I don't, I don't get what it's a no win situation having uh, having that match. Yeah, there's just there's just nothing there. I don't know. Seth, it's funny because Seth doesn't lose anything by losing the first two to Cody. He will if he loses the third one. Yes, that's gonna suck. Um, But otherwise, not not too much happened on Raw to be honest with you. That was that they fired Sonya Deville. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Alexa Bliss is back, so good for her. We'll see if she's back. Or that was just a one-off. Yeah, we'll find out. But but I was if she's back, it was. I mean, the match was all of what twenty seconds, something like that. But if she's back, good for her. She did. I, you did get see Twisted Bliss, which I like, and she still had Lily with her. Yeah. So it's kind of a mixture of the two characters. <sighs> can't can't we just get my bad little girl back, please? I miss her. The one was best. The that was best friends with Nia Jax oh. until she starts calling her fat. Oh, it's before that too. God, just give me, give me my twisted little Miss Bliss. Yes, that's what I want. She's such a sweetheart. She is. Yeah, she got I, married recently too. Yeah, Congratulations she to yeah, her. She did. So we, so we, you know, so Raw was Raw, and then we came back and yikers! Did we have a night on AEW? And by the way, of course, this is the Mark Oak Show. On KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM here in Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us. We certainly do appreciate it. Andrew Fishfane sitting across the way with me. By the way, the hair is less coral. It's starting to fade a little bit. It is. Just like, never mind. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like my, just like my, uh, the light in my heart. There you go. Anyway, so we we hit on uh, we hit AEW Dynamite on Wednesday and kick it off with Adam Cole against Dax Harwood from FTR, which I will be I will tell you I was surprised that they had Adam Cole win. Really? Yeah, I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna give Dax a little run. This is the first round of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, and Adam Cole and Dax Harwood and Dax Harwood who had a match with CM Punk a few weeks ago. Tore it, those two tore it down again, and boy, I'll tell you, the 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 guys in FTR, Harwood and Wheeler, are just showing why they are two of the best wrestlers in the world, and that's why I thought that they were going to have Harwood win. Well, they had Harwood doing the whole rib injury thing, but terrific match between the two, and Adam Cole does win and move on. So. And I believe he is getting Jeff Hardy, if I remember correctly, in the next round. Do we know now? Do we know who the Joker is yet? Nope. Do you have an idea of who the Joker no is? No idea. Joker will be playing, taking on Samoa Joe. So. Right. My question is: Is the Joker going to be someone we don't know, like someone who's not really? You in know AEW? who I'd, I'd love to see? Bray Wyatt. Mm-mm. Cesaro. Although I hear Cesaro is asking too much for appearance fees, and that's why he's not being signed anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so that that was the match that kicked off dynamite, and uh, we're by the way we're running out of time on this half hour, so I don't want to get too deep into this next one. Because that, that's why I wanted to ask you about the Joker. I was trying to kill a little time. Too. Yeah, I, that, that's very good of you. Very good of you. So um, my question is, who? I mean, do we think it's gonna? I mean, could it be an like an Adam Sher, W Morrissey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's I. I would lean more towards either Cesaro or somebody on the roster already. Maybe it'll be Captain Insano. <laughs> Matt Cardona. I, I'm not kidding. I know. 
I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Matt Cardona. That would be a lot of fun. Matt Cardona, oh my God, he'd be carrying all the belts out. What about Hammerstone? <laughs> that would be fun, too. I would get a kick out of that. So would Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Joe would enjoy a match with Hammerstone. Anyway, all right, so we're getting ready to head to our break, and we'll break down everything that happened on Long Island at AEW Dynamite in when we come back from the break. Of course, just want to remind it. Just, mm-hmm. just want to remind everybody, follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Website is MarkHokeShow.com. Podcasts are available at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com. We do appreciate everybody that's been downloading those podcasts from around the world. It's pretty amazing. And, of course, those shows are up on YouTube, too. We can convert those to video so you can listen to them there on YouTube. You don't get to see our beautiful faces, though. Yeah, you betcha. All right, so stick around, everybody. We'll be back with more on The Mark Hoke Show right after this. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, k the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one professional wrestling show on this pretty Planet. blue ball. The, the big, was it the big blue marble? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we are the best wrestling show ever. Yeah. All time. History. We're, we're pretty solid. History. Yeah. And I'm trying not to die laughing because I, I just was looking on Twitter real quick on the break and saw Bret Hart was trending. No particular reason. There was just a bunch of Bret Hart, Bret Hart stuff coming up and saw the segment on Raw back in 97 where Bret was in the wheelchair and he was in the ring with Shawn Michaels and Michaels super kicked him out of the wheel, through the wheelchair. <laughs> See, that was that rock, rock oh. creative. It was actually, I don't know, creative. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a heck of a brawl to end that show. Yikes. Yikers. <laughs> anyway, so back to AEW Dynamite. Oh, I'm all night. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's what I like. It's Dynamite. So CM Punk on Long Island. Well, of course, uh, he's just going to ignore my Jermaine Jackson. Yeah, I'm just letting okay. it go. Um, of course, he and MJF, who is from Long Island, had a little feud a little while ago, in case uh, you forgot about that. And I have a question about that. Yeah. I know AEW's handling it the way you should handle it, but when you have a guy who's supposed to be the biggest heel in the company, mm-hmm. But they bring him back home, and you just cheer him. How do they like? I know it happened. It happened with WWE. Brock Lesnar was supposed to be the big bad guy, and he came home to Minnesota, and they could not get them to boo Goldberg. I mean, they could not get them to boo him. They booed Goldberg, who was his opponent at the time, and and Vince was like livid at Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm guessing they're okay with them cheering MJF, but. What do you do? I mean, you can't make the guy a villain in his hometown. He just won't be a villain. Well, and I think that that's part of, you have to anticipate that. And if you watch the broadcast, you knew that they anticipated that. Well, they anticipated this time because of what happened last time. Yeah, well, they, they knew it was coming. I mean, to so, see CM Punk booed out of a building. And he got totally booed out of the building. He wore an Islanders jersey, but it was with 
John Tavares. Tavares is name on it who left the team a while ago to it, it, go play for it, it, Toronto. Yeah, unceremoniously. Yeah, it was not a, a, a happy ending for that. And, uh, yeah, he wrestled John Silver, who's from Long Island as well. My good buddy Johnny Hungy won the match. Um, Big shock there. But then, of course, got in a little altercation with Hangman Adam Page, a little verbal altercation. Well, I and, say. and I love what Punk did, though. He said, you know, you didn't want to shake my hand before, and I will tell you, I will beat you. And I will stand over you, and I will shake your hand. And then, of course, Paige just flipped in the bird. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful word. Great contract signing there as well as MJF and Wardlow now have their terms set for MJF to get a match. So He's it was, the ten, he, he, has to, he has to beat Sean Spears in a cage. Is that correct? Ten lashes. Sean Spears in a cage match with MJF as the ref. Yeah, and uh, boy, my, I feel like I'm forgetting something else, but... No, I thought it was that. But then, was it. but then he's got to beat MJF to get out of the contract, right? So it's so, almost like the 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 five tasks of Jericho. Yeah, it was it's some something along those lines. But I I, can't. I don't get the ten lashes part though. He just wants to hurt him. Okay, so so this is before the match with Spears. He's going to give him ten lashes. Yeah, yeah. Then he, same night he has to. This is all. No, the, this will be the next night. Then they're they're leading up to it. So I imagine it'll go dynamite rampage and and then double or nothing. Yeah. How, so how do you think they have him? The only way they can have him beat Spears is have it so that the referee can't do anything but have him win. Yeah, I mean maybe Warlord gets out of the cage or something like that. So we'll uh, that or it's going to be they're going to have they're going to make Spears submit or something. Yeah, we'll see. It won't be a pinfall. You know, MJF will not count three. No, that's my point. Yeah, it should be fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of this. It was because it wasn't a contract signing with. One of them flipping the table over and the two of them just going at it, which is what every WWE no, contract and, signing is. And MJF had the Long Island crowd just eating out of his hand. He played it perfectly. It, it was one of the better contract signings I've ever seen. No, there is a rumor that MJF is not going to sign an extension with AEW. He's He wants a pay raise. Yeah, he's going to play the field. And, and I don't blame him. And from everything that I've heard on the rumor mill, he wants to stay. And honestly, I think he should stay. I mean, is he, he the best heel in wrestling right now? Yes. Without question. I'm snapping that off right now, yes. Okay. I mean, if, yes, if you count Roman, I mean, Oh, if, there we go. Snap call. If you, if you, boy, it would be fun to have him and Roman Reigns kind of going at it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he, he's, he's the best on the mic right now, is he not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though Reigns is getting there, he's almost there. Well, Reigns, but MJF does it by speaking. Reigns does it by not speaking. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Um, and later on that night, we also had a pretty brutal match with Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy as part of the Owen Hart tournament. They decide to make it a no rules, that, the do, co- whatever, do whatever you yeah, got to do. The coffin drop that cost him the match, that looked painful. <sighs> they did a spot where in the middle of the match where Darby set up eight chairs with four facing four outside the ring. Hardy was on the chairs and with a ladder set up in the ring and look like it was a 12 or 15 foot ladder and Darby jumped off onto Jeff. And it looked like Darby actually got the worst of it. Yes, it did. <laughs> and then he did the coffin drop. And then he did the coffin drop. Uh, wow. I mean, but I... And there were a couple spots where Jeff Hardy took some pretty nasty bumps in there, Are too. Are you shocked that they had Hardy win the match? Yes. I was very surprised. 
Is that Very bad surprising. for Darby Allen? I almost wonder if there's a heel turn coming for him. He's going to turn. The only way to make it a heel turn that works is he has to turn on Sting specifically. Yeah. That wouldn't hurt. That's a pretty good way to turn him heel real fast. That's the only way to do it, though. I mean, he's popular enough that you can't have him just, like, walk out of a match or something. He has to turn on Sting. Like, he has to pull the Seth Rollins with a steel chair. Yeah. So, we'll we'll see where that goes. But I just, you know, you watch Jeff Hardy, and you can just kind of tell that it's getting to the end. It's you know, sad, though. It's, he's... And I and I and I hate to bust on a guy like him, who's done so much in the industry. But he, it's almost like he's becoming a stunt man more than a wrestler at this point. Absolutely. Now, in a way, it makes me think that WWE did right by him by letting him go. Maybe they maybe they're like, you know what, you've done. This is so unlike WWE that you almost don't buy it. But they were like, you know what, you've done so much for the industry. We're gonna let you. We're gonna just let you go. We don't care what the story is. We'll make up a story, or whatever, so you can be back with your brother for one final run because you are right near the end. Well, and the thing is too that they want to set up the Hardys against the Young Bucks. But here's going to be my question: Is can the Hardys hang with them at this point? Man, I'll tell you what that needed. They're going to have five to, years ago. Well, it did. They they wrestled in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but it needed to happen in a big promotion five years ago. I I just. It's going to take everything the Hardys have to be able to keep that pace. Now, are the Young Bucks going to be able to adapt a match? And I mean, they're good enough. They're going to be able to put a match together. It's going to be solid, I'm sure. But my question but, is, will the Young Bucks' ego allow them to have the let the Hardys have their not necessarily win, but have their spots in the match? I, I absolutely, yeah. I mean, they respect them too much. And is it going to be a lot of a spot fest because those are two of the spottiest tag teams in history? Yeah. I, like I said, I think the question is just going to be the pacing of the match, you know, because they're they're not going to be able to do what they did a few years ago. I don't think, but we'll see. It'll be. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not. You know, I'm not the biggest AEW fan, but that is a match I would absolutely want to see. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to see it, so we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Friday, of course, SmackDown. The the biggest development on SmackDown is we are going to have that unif- supposedly going to have the unification match we talked about. And boy, did that riddle put a knee on Roman, Roman Reigns that, I mean, that at the end of the be- that end was of the beautiful. night. I don't know if it was just the camera angle or what, but that looked great. It really did. It was beautifully done. And I'm get I am getting tired of of the old line of I know you guys are stupid, so I'm gonna say it slow. Because Randy Orton did the same thing. He didn't say stupid. He said, "I know you guys have one brain, so I'm gonna say it slow." We want a title. You're gonna think. So, all right, that that's a little played out, but. The riddle. That's what that's what we were saying earlier. That riddle taking the pinfall was made up for by the knee that he gave Roman Reigns. That was nice. But you know, one other match that happened on there <laughs> that it was a great match. But I Sammy wish it, Zane. No. Oh. <laughs> that I wish hadn't happened was Ronda Rousey against Raquel Rodriguez. It was a little too early for that. And why are you bring? They did this to Tony Storm. They did it to Shotzi Blackheart, who's now just Shotzi, and now they did it to Raquel. That they brought him up and they. Threw them in against the champions almost right away instead of building them up. Why are you taking somebody like Raquel Rodriguez, who is a legit? Well, she, I mean, star. She, there were some, there were some near falls that could have got her. That I, you actually thought, oh my gosh, she could be able to beat Ronda. And apparently, there was some noise backstage from a couple of women who said, "Why is she getting the title bout that we're not getting?" It, it didn't make sense to me because. This is someone, if you watched her on NXT, was so dominant, and she's terrific. 
why not build that down the road? That's a SummerSlam match. Who would you have? Who would you have had come out with Ronda's open challenge? Because basically, it happened with because Ronda Rousey made an open challenge. I she think did, at she that did point, the John Cena Memorial U.S. U.S. Title uh, Open Challenge. You could have done maybe Aaliyah. You could have made sense Shotzi out. Well, see, but neither um, you. The problem, but, the problem with Aaliyah and Shotzi is neither of those two would be believable to have a near fall on Ronda Rousey. But does it matter? It does because you want to have a match where it's going to be so. But but, but if, if you if you start that open challenge out, okay. So the first time you do the open challenge, it's an easy win. But as it goes along, it gets harder and harder as more people step up in that challenge. Well, so, my, my guess is, and I could be way off here, but the reason why they didn't hold it for SummerSlam is because at one point in one of these open challenges, Bailey is going to be the one who answers the call. And that's going to be the SummerSlam match, is Bailey and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be great. So. Unless the other, the other choice, of course, is her open challenge, because it's an open challenge, and she'll say, anyone in the locker room back there, Becky Lynch will come out. And that was about Becky and Ronda. And Becky will say, hey, you said open challenge. I may be on Raw, but you said I, I was in the locker room. You said anyone in the locker room. Yeah. It'll be, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of directions this could go. As long as I just Tina Morella. I just wish, yeah. <laughs> so, she'd kill him. Yes, yeah, she would. <laughs> she would kill him. It would be bad. Um, and, uh, of course, we also did have uh, Rampage. Scorpio Sky is not going to be a good guy. That was pretty much established. Thank God. Um, probably the that was probably it. I mean, it was wasn't a, there any more of the Owen Hart tournament on uh, the, the women's? women's the yeah, women's Ruby, Ruby Soho, Soho beat be Riho. Thank God. So that moves on. But there was supposed to be another match. But Chris Statlander is going to be taking Hikaru Shido's spot in that because of that. That was scheduling conflicts. AEW said injury, but she's over in Japan, so. Don't know what the heck's going on there, but no, whatever. Uh, I'm so, looking, so next week is going to be the other half of the bracket for the men, right? Right. And it's going to be Samoa Joe and the Joker. And is there another one, too? Yeah. Um, let me, I'll find that bracket in just a sec if you want to stall for No, absolutely. I, I'm just, I'm, and I still wonder, I mean, could they, they wouldn't bring in some like Adam Schur to be the Joker, right? Not with the new, not with the new promotion he's doing. I mean, so, I can't. I can't imagine that. I mean, Cesaro. They, they've done, whoever it is. They've done a good job of of keeping it. Who is the? Was but it wasn't the Joker last time they did something like this. Who was the Joker? And they think it was the the roulette thing. I forgot. Oh my wasn't god. Wasn't a big name. Someone they had just introduced. I mean, was John Moxley a Joker at some point? He might have been. I, I'd have to go back and look. No, John Moxley got introduced um, actually at the end of the at the uh, Kenny. That's who it is. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Well. Now Omega's not ready to come He's back. He's not ready? Okay. Now it's because that would be it, a hell of a joker. That was yeah, no doubt. Uh yeah, Ray Phoenix and Kyle O'Reilly are on the other side of that Yawn. Bracket. So it'll what do you be mean yawn? Match. Ray Phoenix is No, I know it'll be a good match, but Kyle O'Reilly doesn't get the blood boiling as the name of a wrestler. And that's unfortunate because he's a great wrestler. Yeah. And then the women's side, uh, we're gonna get Red Velvet against Chris Statlander and Dr. Britt Baker also has a joker. Who's the women's joker? Oh, no idea. Bailey. <laughs> wow. Dominic Mysterio. Oh, wait, no. Stop it. Ava Marie? No. <laughs> no, bad. Bad fish. Although I did hear a rumor this week. Not that they're going to have Dominic turn on Ray, but they are talking about breaking up breaking the Mysterio. I did see that. 
well, good for them. And if they decide that Dominic turns on Ray, I wouldn't be the happiest man in the world. Hey, you know who the Joker could be on the men's side? Who? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. It, it could be, but oh my goodness. Did we see this little story that popped up? The Nature's training. Is he saying his prayers is eating his vitamins? Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't hope not. But apparently, and... He was training with Jay Lethal of all people. Uncle Dave Meltzer confirmed this, that Ric Flair at 73 years old is training to wrestle again. But we don't know where. No idea. Would imagine it would probably be AEW. That would be my hunch. But Flair tweeted a video with him training with Jay Lethal. By the way, I just thought of the ultimate joker. Considering it's the Owen Hart tournament. Mm Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. <laughs> what if it's Brett? You know, it's not going to be Brett. But think about it. Shane McMahon is the ultimate F you to your dad for firing him. And because it's the Owen Hart tournament. <laughs> I don't think Martha would stand for that. He was wasn't he was the greatest I, he was the greatest in the world, right? I think Owen's wife would be a little bit ticked off. Yeah, I know so. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. If it was the but, other way around and it was the man's holding this tournament, that would be the perfect <laughs> he would be the perfect entrant. But what are your thoughts about Ric Flair coming get back into the ring? Sad. I think it it is legacy. It I don't know if it's possible to ruin his legacy. But it won't be that you don't want that. You want the last memory of him to be that. I, my last memory of him, even though I know he fought in TNA afterwards, my last memory of him is still the Shawn Michaels match, which even for his age then was amazing. I don't need to see him doing it again. I, I'm very torn on this in terms of, man. I just wish Nate wish he'd let it go. Yeah, you know, and 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 look. It, it, he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. You know, it's his life. If if he wants to get into the ring at 73 years old or 83 years old, that's his business. You know, but from from my standpoint, number one, I don't want to see anything happen to the guy. No, absolutely not. I, and, you know, I do remember when I was young, Luthez wrestled when he was 71 and, you know, did a match. Fez Press? Yeah, the man, that's who's the name of the Fed's press. Yes, you are correct, sir. But I would just be, you know, and and I just remember Rick on a hospital bed a few years ago. Yeah, thinking he know, was about to nearly, die. Nearly died. And, and I just, he could be doing anything he wants. And I just wish that Rick could take the nature boy and make it a persona and not the person. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But my question is, is it possible for him to put on a match that is not going to be a train wreck? You know, I think, and that, and that's a big question, a good question. I don't think so. It, it, It depends. You know, if you, if you put him in a tag match, maybe if you put him in a six man or something like that, I, I, I know there may have been a possibility he wanted to do something with Andrade down in Mexico. His son-in-law? His soon-to-be son-in-law. Um, so that's a possibility that you may be able to get him in and do some spots and get him in and get him out. I mean, he can always, you know, take a few bumps. And, you know, because in that video, he's taking bumps with 
Jay Lethal. With Lethal. He absolutely is. As long as you're careful. I mean, if, if, if there's anybody, I will say this. If there's anybody that could figure it out and make it look decent, if you're telling me one guy that could put together, help put together that match and make it not look horrible, it would be Rick. My problem is we saw The Undertaker, Kane, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. They're about 15 to 20 years younger. Mm-hmm. And they looked over the hill when they were wrestling. And as, as, as that looked, even the training video, everything still looked like it was in slow motion, yeah. even though it was at full speed. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. I, I just, mm. if, it, if, if I were advising Rick, I'd be like, keep doing music videos, keep making appearances. Man, keep your name to, out there, absolutely. Go, go, to, go to a nightclub in Dubai. Head down to Antarctica. Check that out. Don't take any planes. You know, <laughs> enjoy your life, brother. You know. Why, why, why Antarctica? Is, is that something he wants to do? No, I'm just, well, it would be something cool to do. Very cool. It's cold in Antarctica. Yeah, it'd be fun. You know, just to say you were there. I don't know if he's ever been to Antarctica. Wrestle in, wrestle in Antarctica? Wrestle a match in Antarctica. But uh, do... Live live your life yeah. and, and stop being the nature boy for a little while. You know, that that's just me. You've already styled and profiled. You've done it all, man. And you can You've do wheeled and deal. You can do more and you can have fun the the rest of your days. So take advantage of it. You know, use that cachet that you build up all your life. Being the nature boy. Because like I said, I don't know if it can ruin his legacy because his legacy is so great. But it could ruin his memory. Yeah, and, well, and even the matches in, in TNA were like, Ugh. I mean, the match with him and Mick Foley, yeah. And well, no. that, that's also because you can't put those two guys together at no. this point. It was a bad idea. Because <laughs> so. Mick Foley can't move either. Yeah. Well, speaking of bad ideas, by the way, don't know if you saw this last night <laughs> at the IWE show in Augusta, Georgia. A wrestler named Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. He is a pretty solid dude. Yes, he is. He doesn't seem like he is a person that you would want to mess with. No, and I'm guessing he's a heel. Guessing so. Uh, looks like you were wrapping a matchup, and he was talking to a fan at a barricade. You got to picture the, put the picture together here. Small, small, Ar- like armory style thing. Yeah, you know, th- like. Small ECW arena atmosphere. Yeah, there was what maybe a hundred people there. A couple hundred people? people, yeah. And there's this bearish-looking fellow who, I, to be honest who, with you, if you looked at me, could you could have believed that he was a wrestler that you, was yeah. sit, just sitting in the audience. You could have. And the guy, you know, they're jawing a little bit. And the guy flips his hat off, and you know, wrestlers do that kind of stuff. Yeah, Joe Black the flips the guy's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bear Dude. Went eight bananas. <laughs> Headbutts Joe Black over the railing. Big mistake. <laughs> Joe Black went after him. Not once, but twice. He was not happy. And uh, this this video has been viewed about 250,000 times already since last night. Um, not guys, a good idea. I don't care how big guys, and strong you are. Not a good idea to go after a wrestler. No, this is... And, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, we see, like, MJF takes people's hats and tosses them off. 
you know, we see people's getting, the, getting their signs ripped up. Yeah, who is it that, that poured a beer over someone's head? It was a WWE wrestler oh, that walked I by. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was re- relatively recently, but yeah. You know, you got to take this stuff with a grain of salt, and, you know, it's part of the act. And if you're sitting at ringside and you're jawing with a wrestler, you got to expect that the wrestler. Yeah, if you put out your hand to high five and the guy just fakes like he's going to high five you, yeah, and walks away. Yeah, you do that on a you do that on a reality of wrestling show and get embarrassed. You don't you don't uh, attack uh, the, you don't uh, attack the wrestler. Yeah, fish didn't fish didn't jump the dude exactly. Although I had every right to. No, you didn't. <laughs> Booker T would have killed you. I Actually, you'd kill me first. I never would have done it. You. Obviously, I never would have done but, it. But. Just, you know, I guess you kind of have to be careful, especially in, you know, in, in you know, we, we saw Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins get attacked a while back. Yep. But, you know, that was certainly unprovoked. You know, but, man, if you're going to if you're going to start trash talking with a wrestler, you have to understand that, you know, they might do something silly like that just to draw a little extra heat. But you can't go and headbutt the dude. You know, control. No, 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 wrestler kick your butt. Security will do it first. Did you? And if and we, I showed you the video. There was a the the security piled up on this guy quickly, and then Joe Black ran around security and, and, and pounded him. And the guy has no recourse there. That's you know what I'm saying. The guy can't like now sue Joe Black for beat for beating him up. No, you you are a moron, sir. Congratulations. But check that video out. It's pretty cool. Speaking we missed check- you, Joe. So. Checking, speaking of checking out videos, you can go to YouTube and we'll have these, this show and all the other ones up. Check out those podcasts at markoakshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. Fish, thank you for uh, joining the show today. Appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Mark Hoke Show on Twitter. The Mark Hoke Show on Facebook. MarkHokeShow.com. Guys, we will see you next week on The Mark Hoke Show. Maybe on Saturday again. We'll find out. Kind of an open spot sometimes when we get it, so join us there too. But we thank you all around the world for listening to The Mark Hoke Show. You guys have a great Sunday afternoon here in Las Vegas. We'll catch you next week. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.